What's up, guys, and welcome back to the show today. This is your host, William. Uh, my guest today is a gentleman named Jeffrey Voorhees. And before you say Jeffrey Voorhees, that's one of those Friday the 13th guys. No, different guy, character name. That's uh, Jason Voorhees. Uh, Jeffrey Voorhees actually was featured originally in the 1975 movie Jaws. And uh, he not only uh, lived during that time in that area where he, the, the movie was actually cast, he still to this day lives in that area. He uh, is a restaurant owner. Uh, he owns a restaurant called The Wharf Pub, and it is located in Edgerton, Massachusetts, which is where the film itself was uh, filmed. Uh, we talk a little bit about everything, about the movie. We talk about how much fun he had as a young guy being able to make this movie. Uh, we talk about how the scene where he dies, where it's more implication than it is actual visual, uh, kind of scared everybody for that time. Uh, we also talked about an alternate uh, scene where it actually shows him being consumed. Uh, we knew that was out on the records. So, uh, like I said, guys, we, we talked about a little bit of everything. He still is in the area. It's still Jaws Mania uh, to the 10th power uh, in that area. Um, we just had a really good time. So, uh, hey, hang in there, guys. After the break, my guest today, Mr. Jeffrey Voorhees. us here at World of Wally. Um, we are always looking for support from our listeners to help continue our purpose, continue our drive, continue our mission. Uh, here at World of Wally, we strive to provide top-notch, compelling content that appeals to all ages and backgrounds. We do approach the podcast as a vehicle to deliver this information in a way that everyone, even the common man or common woman, feels that content speaks directly to them. We can only continue to provide thought-provoking and engaging conversations and guests with your help and your support. World of Wally is nothing without you, the listener, and your support. Thank you from all of us here at World of Wally. If you want to become part of our journey here as this project continues, uh, find out more at our Patreon link uh, at www.patreon.com front slash world of Wally. Uh, you also will be able to find it in the episode notes of each episode throughout season two. Like I said, guys, we couldn't do it without you. We don't want to do it without you. So anything you can do to help, we appreciate it. And as always, guys, Wally out. All right, guys, we're back from the break. And my guest today, Mr. Jeff Voorhees. Jeff, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm still up here on Amity Island, Martha's Vineyard. I'm having a jawsome day. A jawsome day. Guys, this fella, a lot of you might hear the name and not associate it with one of the greatest movies in cinematic history, but this is the man. He's the guy that started the nightmare for a lot of guys and a lot of girls my age because the first time we ever saw the movie Jaws, we didn't know what to expect. And then what happened? He gets killed. And he's just a kid when it happens. Now, let's let's go back to that day. First of all, let's let's jump way back. I want to know exactly what in the world, like, what was the casting call? Like, was there a part that said "kid eaten by shark" and you said, "That's me. I'm gonna. That's who I want to be." Oh, I was just 12 years old, and I came up from. Connecticut. We had just moved up here to the Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts and just moved in here. This island in the winter, there's 14,000. In the summer, there's 365,000. It's a madhouse. And so it's a small little island and they were going to film a movie here. And they said, they, they're going to pay you 40 bucks a day to be extras. And we live just up the street from where you go sign up to be an extra. And they're going to give you 40 bucks a day. So we all signed up. And then you get a, a few people, they call back down a couple days later. And 
me, the kid that was Sharon's oldest son, a few of us went back down there and, and they take you to different rooms. He says, okay, read a couple lines. He gives me a piece of paper. I, okay, That's, we're going to give you a speaking part. So instead of uh, $40 a day, you get 140 a day. Like, oh, perfect, I'll take it. You thought and, you were a millionaire at that point. Yeah, that was a lot of money back then. Yeah. That's where it all started. And, and then, you know, they filmed that thing down here on Martha's Vineyard in May. And this water here, you don't want to go in this water until July. And for years, you know, over the years, the interviews or signings that I go do, people always say, well, you're afraid of the shark and the cameos. They do a ton. I go right down the beach where I was eating. And, and people always say, well, you're afraid to swim there because when you swim now, I go, no, I was 12 years old and they filmed this in May. So I wasn't afraid of a mechanical shark. I was afraid of freezing my 12 year old butt off in that water. I won't say ASS because I'm not sure if that's legal, but <laughs> that's what I was afraid of. But so, cause in May, May here, I don't like going swimming here until July, but they filmed it in May. So like when they were filming that, um, they did it on a beach in between two towns, Egerton and Oak Bluffs here on Amity Island. And when they were filming it, uh, Spielberg, they, all those little beach houses they had up on the beach, you go on the other side, they look good on the movie, you go on the other side, and it was just plywood with two by fours holding it up. And then you go on the other side, you look like you're at a beach club somewhere. And that's where Dreyfus is sitting there, my mother, Lee Fierro, she's there. And that's where my whole scene started. And um, Robert Shaw goes, excuse me, Spielberg says, um, I was thinking of a baseball game that they had. Um, uh, Spielberg was like, okay, this is your scene here. You're going to beg your mother to go back in the water. And she's going to say no and beg her a little more. So her name was Lee Fierro. So I go up to her the first thing. He goes, pick up the raft. And I pick up this raft and go over and say, oh, mom, can I go back in the water? And she's like, oh, Alex, your fingers are broke. And I beg her a few more times. And unfortunately, she lets me go back in because that's when you hear that. And when you hear that, you know you're in trouble. And that's where Spielberg says, okay, swim out on this raft about 20, 25 yards, and then we'll say cut. And that water's freezing cold. So I start swimming out, and they had a big machine out there. The top of it was the size of like a big barrel, a gas barrel. And he goes, okay, now you couldn't see it from the shore because it was like right at the top of the water. This thing's full of blood. And Spielberg's like, okay, when you get there, we're going to say cut. And they had a half a raft. They pull over this thing. And it all looks like a real raft, but it's only half. And I'm lying on top of this machine full of blood. And he goes, now when we get this going again, you're going to, we're going to just lie there a few minutes. And then all of a sudden, blood's going to go flying up in the air when it explodes and go into water, stand in there as long as you can. It's like, so 12 years old, freezing my 12 year old ass off in the water. And all of a sudden, blood starts flying up in the air and it's like freezing cold I go into water holding onto this thing trying to stand in there as long as I could and then finally swim up and get ashore and I run over a freezing cold it's like okay we all set and he's like no your arm came out, out of the water it's one of uh, Spielberg's first movies so he did everything right to the key so it's like so we he goes we're gonna have to try it again and since I got a speaking part I had to join SAG Screen Actors Guild so my little screw up, uh, they had a dressing room for anyone in screen acting skills. So I went into a warm dressing room because I messed up. All my friends are freezing cold outside and it would take seven or eight hours for all that blood to clear up before they could try it again. 
And then so finally after the first time we tried again. And then this time blood's flying, you get it used to the blood flying, the cold water, I get ashore. And this time he's like, no, your leg came out of the water. And the movie was taking, they were spending more than they were planning. They almost canceled the whole movie because of things like this. And it's like day five, they went out to wait eight hours for all this blood to clear out before they tried again. And then on day five, uh, Spielberg's finally said, we got two guys in wetsuits now. And each of them kind of grab one of your legs and lift you up and down a few times and then pull you under and give you air. So it's like, so the final sign, it's all of a sudden, that's why you see me go in and out of the water so much. They're lifting me up and down and then pull me under and give me air. So we finally, after five days, we got it. And so making it was fun because, you know, they had, there was a little parade, if you remember in the movie, mm-hmm. before I was even. And I just moved up to Martha's Vineyard here. They had the Eggertown Boys and Girls Club. I was in the drum and bugle. And that was in the movie, too. The kids banging on the drums and stuff. And he wasn't going to let me be in that. Then finally, Spielberg was like, well, you're not dead yet. So they let me be in that. So that's people going to laugh. They go, oh, they see the little kid with, not like now, no hair. It's like back then, the kid with the long blonde hair banging on the drums. That's Alice Gittner. It's going to be Eden. It's, but... It was fun making it because they would have things like you watch and film the movie all over the place and that shark they drove it all the way up that was hanging up as a tiger shark they drove that thing all the way up from florida back in the 70s it's not put on a plane in three hours up here so it's in the back of a truck for days and the school that we were going to is just up the street from where it's hanging and they say don't cut it open the kid the boy's going to spill out all over the dock you can smell that thing through the whole town because it stunk so bad. It was so rotted. So it's like, and then you go down watching it when you're not in schools. So the, the shark or the yacht club here, they had this big warehouse where they stored, the shark's name was Bruce. And there were three, you had the left side, the right side, and the top that looked like a shark. And the other side of each one of those was all mechanical. So if they were filming from the boat, the shark's coming up on it, the camera's on the right side, it's one shark, and then the camera's on the other side, it's a different shark. And we used to break into this place, because we lived right in town, it's a small little place, with flashlights at night, and climb all over and through the shark. And it's funny, because I was doing a signing with Susan, the girl that dies before me down in Florida. Right. Down in Tampa last year, there's a field and stream that a shark tournament signing. They have a shark tournament, and they go, we want two people that were eaten by a shark do a signing down here. We got Susan to do it, so they fly you down there, but the person that made the machine, the mechanical shark, he was there too, and this one they asked you questions, and they were talking to him, and he said, oh yeah, the Bruce, the shark would break down for a whole day when they were filming it, and then and finally when I got the microphone, I finally, he didn't look happy, because I go, well, I gotta come out and tell the truth. We were only 12 years old, but we used to break in there and climb all over that shark at nighttime. Maybe that's what broke it. It's like, he did not look happy. He didn't think that was too funny. But. Now, the gentleman that designed the shark, uh, that's Joe Alvis, correct? Yes. Yeah, Joe Alvis. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was who it was. I got a question, though. You were talking about how they finally, after all the retakes, how, how much actual screen time did the actual attack take? Like, an actual running time. Like, how long was it? It was, it was just a few seconds. Yeah, I filmed it, it took, it was like a good half hour or so. Yeah. And they cut a lot of stuff out. And then there was little parts like, 
they had a real mechanical shark that actually it was a dummy that looked like me a little and then they tried it that way first instead the guys pulling me out there and arms and hands and legs were flying everywhere and this is back in the 70s where horror movies back then was godzilla and king kong right and they said this is too hardcore for the theaters having some 12 year old legs flying and they do it now in a second but that's why they finally they two guys yanked me under but it took some time doing it but it was fun they would have like uh, little cookouts down there and stuff and you know sometimes uh, Richard Dreyfus was great he would he'd be at these cookouts and baseball games down when they were filming it and like one time it was like one in the afternoon and you look over oh, Richard Dreyfus out there playing with you and it's like you look over far away from everyone it was Robert Shaw and it's like oh that's him so you run over to him and he was just like in the movie it's like one in the afternoon it's like you can smell the booze in the air and you run over to him Robert Shaw is like ah, get away from me you little shit it's like he didn't want anything to do with little kids so right. we knew it pissed him off when we saw him so it's a small place you see him walking down the street it's like you had to run over just to piss him off and just say hello how's it going it's like ah, get away from me but just little things like that it's fun well the variation of the scene that you were just talking about i think i saw a still shot uh i think it was like a fan submission like somebody some fan was there actually watching the filming and, and took a, a photograph of it or it shows the actual shark breaching from the water in an effort, I'm assuming, to consume you at that point. That was Did y'all actually try to film? I mean, was that actually filmed and it just was, y'all just went a different direction? Is that what happened? No, it's, that thing is enormous. They're not gonna have that grabbing some 12 year old. That's why they had it grabbing a mannequin one time. When you, in the movie, you see the blood flying up and behind me on the raft, further out, there was a machine that went around. You could see that it was like the fins and the, the dorsal of the shark it's just on a wheel going around and around so it wasn't the actual mechanical shark right there and so you're not too nervous about getting chopped up by a machine because it wasn't even near that area well i got a chance to watch all the jaws the the entire history of the jaws movies and i wish they'd have just stuck with the first one because with each installment it progressively got worse and worse the I guess the the Jaws 3 or Jaws 3D was probably the absolute worst of all of them, but I wish they would have just, I wish Spielberg would have said, hey, this is going to be the movie, and it's, and it did, it set a standard that, I mean, from a summer blockbuster standpoint, it set a standard that movies have tried to emulate for years now. Now, what, yeah. what year was the actual filming and then in, uh, in relationship to the release date? Like, what, what kind of time frame? <laughs> I was 12, so let's see, that is 74 and it came out because the people that I did some of the signings with, this is the 45th anniversary, mm -hmm. so it came out after, came out after I, they filmed that I was 12, and it came out a few months later when I turned 13. Okay, so you okay. actually, that y'all started, they started filming in May and what time did, was the production actually, like when were you guys wrapped and done with it? Uh, they, this island, it's a madhouse in the summer here, so that's why they filmed it so early in the season. They, the deal was you could have your welcome to Amity signs up everywhere, mm -hmm. but they had to be out of here by Memorial Day weekend. Okay. That's where the summer kicks off down here. That's why they had it all done and produced it quick enough so they could put it out in the fall. And 
you know, it's fun watching it because you know everyone in the movie. And like, when you see the big sign, Welcome to Amity, you know, you drive around a corner and Brody's car there, and you should be in Eggertown, and you're all the way on the other side of the island. And you go up and say, Welcome to Amity, and you're like, it's 40 miles away, the other side of the island. It's just funny if you know the island at all. It's like, oh, wait, this is supposed to be in Eggertown. Now we're in Gay Head. It's like, but just little things like that. It was fun. Like I said, you you were twelve years old. That I'm I'm, a, I'm assuming you didn't have a whole lot of acting under your belt when that happened. That was a that was a, I can't believe I'm gonna get forty dollars a day kind of deal. Showed up, and ended up getting one forty a day. So uh, yeah, that, so so that's smart. Never know about royalties or anything because they don't tell you that. It's and since you joined the you you know anytime it's on TV, still my brother lives over in Spain. He's like, oh, good news, you just died on TV over here. It's like. Well, you get a little royalty check, or, but but over the years, I never used to do like these signings and stuff. And and it's funny because I finally started doing it. I told these people I do it like four or five times a year, and they they fly you right from Amity Island, Martha's Vineyard here, to wherever they're doing it. You don't bring anything, and you just sign pictures. They have all the photos there. They and you you do pretty well on those signings. And they fly you there, so it's fun because, like, one one time it's down in New York, and people would come up with this one in New York. Oh, it's they have it around. They do it every year down there, and it's like real actors and actresses from oh oh Bruce. You have Loretta Swift, The Love Boat, all these there was over a hundred actors mm-hmm. and real actors and actresses, and. Since I do a, these people, I do it with. They have the people from Friday the Thirteenth. These ladies are really nice. I see them a couple times a year. They do some of the same signings, and they're like, "How do you get so many people over your table? And we're real actresses, and you get more. You just in that movie for a minute or two." I go, "They like seeing a twelve-year-old kid die." I guess it's. Hey, I'm, I told you before we started recording. I mean, it was a lasting impression. It it scared the devil out of me. I mean, it was. It was that kind of, now I don't live, you know, I've always lived in this in this same area. I've never lived off anywhere. And I don't live considerably close to the coast. I'm probably an hour and a half drive to the coast before I live. But just the idea of, for when I was a young guy, just the idea of getting too far out into the ocean and then it happening to me just like it happened to you. I mean, it was, it, it was burned into the memories of a lot of, people that are you know my age now that were young kids then and it's it's crazy man it's um that movie sparked the whole shark phenomenon i mean we wouldn't have shark week right now if it wasn't for you no they have it's crazy because you get people that come in from all over the world still i mean i never used to do the cameos but the restaurant the war pub here people now with the internet, they know exactly where you are, where you, what you run, what you do. Mm-hmm. And people like from England would come in and say, oh, it's Jeff Worries here. And they're like, no, he's off island. And they came all the way down here. To, they want to see where they filmed it. And they do, because there's only one, the little kid with the fake fin. He's an Eggertown cop now. He's still on the island. That's about it. No one else is here. And you got these people come in from... There's Jaws clubs everywhere because on Facebook, if you ever go on there, it's they they have they know everything. Oh yeah, Jaws Jaws fan pages are insane on the internet. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, and like some of the like the signings. One time in New York, this one guy, he had a little coin, 
says Bruce and looked like Jaws. He made these coins. He just wanted me to sign the coin. Another lady had a sign, reward for the Kitna boy. Just wanted to sign that. The actual graphs that float up on the beach. Mm-hmm. This one guy had all six pieces in a black briefcase, and he wanted each one signed. Another one, the barrel that goes on the water, that yellow barrel. Right. Another. This guy, he's like, you're the only one that has a sign. It was signed by Dreyfus, everyone in the movie. I was the only one that like, didn't do the signings for years. And he was so psyched. I'm like, you're going to put that back in your car now. He's like, no, somebody will steal it. He's carrying it around the whole day. This one girl is like, can you sign right under the collarbone? And go right along. Make sure you go parallel with the collarbone. It's like, okay, but it's just going to come off in a couple of days. That's kind of a waste of money. She's like, no, I'm meeting up with Peter later. He's tattooing over it. It's like... So you get some real, and like these people from England came over last fall. If it's on TV, you still get a royalty check. The top part of the check you rip off, it will say Universal Studios, your name, the amount. Regular check, you sign it, cash it. The other half will tell all the details, what network it was shown on, how much union dues, taxes, the seat, everything. You know, that part, you just throw it away. And these people from England came in last fall and the waitress like, oh, they got something in a frame they want you to sign. I thought it was just a picture of me dying. And it's it's one of the check stubs I threw in the trash. It said 1981, uh, Universal Studios, Jaws, CBS, my name, how much taxes were taken out, how much I made, and, and the part I threw in the trash. I'm like, what the hell are these people from England? I go, where the hell did you get this? And the girl's like, on eBay on an auction. I was like, how much did you pay for something I threw in the trash back in the 80s? She goes, oh, we paid 8700 for it. It's like, oh, my God, it's something I threw away. They paid 8700 So you got people trolling through your trash. You got- <laughs> I, I don't throw those away anymore. I was going to ask you what the strangest item you've probably ever been asked to sign, but you named off some pretty insane options there. I don't, I don't know if we can narrow it down to just one thing. Uh, there's some odd, there's some real strange. Here we have like a poker night up in the office where I'm sitting. Well, there's a seven or eight people in the bar, so there's plenty to eat and drink while you're playing poker one night. And this, someone, one of the bartenders comes up, a big Jaws fan. She just wants you to sign. She wants the autograph, and they, and it was like, oh, let her tell her to come up here. He'll sign something. I was like, oh, fine. And so she comes up and rips it out. Sign right here. And it's like right on her breast it's like oh my god it's like so it's like i was like you gotta sign this up here signing away on it's like oh my god you'd have never thought when you were 12 years old that you'd be signing women's breasts did you no and like the lady that was my mother she was a sweetie lee fierro and the restaurant we used to have an alex kenton burger on the menu and one day i look out the restaurant oh i had not seen her in years and i told the waitress i got this table and I went down, I was going to have some fun with her. And there's like three other tables, a friend of hers, I don't know who it was. And I go, okay, ladies, um, what can I get for you? And she's like, she recognized me, but didn't say anything. Cause I've seen her, you know, on and off over the years. And she's like, um, she starts talking. I go, before you go any little, I'm going to ask you a real personal odd question. Tell me to go away if it's a little too strange. She's like, oh, what? And her friend looks at me like I'm crazy. And I go, do you believe in reincarnation? Because I think I died years ago and you look like my mother in my previous life. And her friend looks at me like, what the hell? And another table heard me and it's like looking over. She goes, 
oh my god she looks serious i had a son that died back in the 70s she goes how'd you die i go i think i was killed in the ocean she goes were you killed by an animal i go i think i was eating she goes was it a shark i go i that's what it was i believe she goes you're my son she gets up and hugs me and finally tells her friend that's about to have a heart attack hey we were in that movie years ago and it's just funny because her friend was about to like thought i was crazy and then thought what the hell is going on here? That's a, little things like that are funny. That's a crazy cast interaction there. What what about the other uh cast members? I mean, did, did did you guys I mean I know you were a young kid then. Did you stay in contact with any of them, you know, after everything wrapped? And I mean, cause cause you they were some pretty heavy hitters in this movie. Well, I was good friends with the sheriff's kids. Like the older one, Chris Bella, we were in the same class. Mm-hmm. You know, the two the kids of the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And the older one, that guy, he's the same age, and he like it was like, let's see, it's like twenty years ago. He had a heart attack deer hunting, mm-hmm. and the little Jay Mello, I had not seen him in a while. He just came in like a week ago because it was a Jaws signing thing they were doing. It's like he's the same size, a little shit, but like that's you know the kids with the fake friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One of them. He's on the island, and it's funny because he's an Town cop here on Amity Island, Martha's Vineyard, and he always, it's payback time. It's like, he'll send someone in the restaurant and say, nah, that's the Alex Kinder's in there. Yeah. And then, it's, okay, if I see him parked in some Jaws fans or people that talk about, I go, see that? That's the guy down there with the fake fence saying, uh, he may be doing, it's like, so there's, <laughs> you know, all those people, and then little things where, where they filmed it, you knew where the house is, you knew everyone that was in the movie, so it's it's funny all the extras that is. But then over the years, like Richard Dreyfus, I've done signings, you know, they show me some of his stuff and he just bump into these people and there's only seven and a half, seven people still alive, they were telling me, that that were in the movie. It's like the forty fifth anniversary. Right. Yeah, I was yeah, I was wondering about like you know anniversary type events that you would show up to, which you said you had kind of stayed away from most of the signings and stuff for quite a while. You finally gave in though, so um, I did, and I'm kind of glad because it's fun. You know, you talk about those things, and yeah, and they'll fly you around anywhere all over the world just to go sign some photos, and you can eat, drink, and be merry. And like the one in New York, when I first started doing it. The girl's like, yeah, do you need some, you need a drink from the bar or something or food? They'll bring it over to the table. You got an open bar. You can have whatever you want. It's like, so I can drink all I want. She goes, oh, yeah, you can. I go, well, I'll, I'll try to knock it out of hand. She goes, oh, Richard Dreyfus, he would have a few too many. And they, they'd save a lot. You sign extra pictures and they save. And she was showing me some of Dreyfus's pictures. Like, the first one you can read his name real good. And then you, she'll show you one at the end of the day. And it's just all scribble. It's like he would have a few drinks of those things, but they're fun because you just bump into people that you knew in that movie. And then now, since you do these signings, you see people that you see all the time at some of the same signings. It's it's fun. The scary thing is, is you probably see a lot of super fans at, at the. At, I know from probably year to year, you have super fans that show up, and you actually recognize them also. Uh, you got some. It's crazy, like. Last year, uh, my neighbor was like, uh, the egg, I mean, the, the New York Police Department's been at your door the last couple of days because I'm a workaholic in the summer. Mm-hmm. And like, 
oh god what is this i was i know i stole a couple flags in new york when i was in, in back in college days but and then finally i get home one day he's there and he's like i'm a big jaws fan and i trained the, the dogs in new york city these the drug enforcement dogs that i brought you a t-shirt and can you sign it here like 20 pictures you wanted me to sign and it's like oh, okay so i signed 20 pictures and he's like sliding me some money i go no just just i had to get going i'd beat some dogs go back and then i go okay and i slid it under a t-shirt and he left it's like oh, 100 200 he gave me 500 bucks just to sign some pictures or like we have this jaws t-shirt that the guy that made it he did it years ago it says still alive at the wharf and it's a kitten boy on the raft with the whole jaws thing about to eat him and he goes i updated it this year this is like two years ago and i go okay this looks more like it. it's a kid on the raft doesn't have much hair which i don't have much hair and i go that looks more like it he goes i'm gonna put this one on facebook i was like you put that on facebook i'll sign them but i'm not going to this post office and mail them because it takes forever on this island right and he goes do it and the first day you put it on there it was like four in england two in germany three in hawaii it's like it was crazy it's just that oh i think it was like over 100 t-shirts the first day they put it on there just jaws people all over the world with the internet now just come right in there they know exactly where you are it's, you get this one guy he comes out every year with a different friend and he wants me to, at first i would say oh, i'll try but every year i know he's going to come in one time because he he makes it well worth my while to beat him down the bridge where i would beat him when the shark swims through and so it's just you know it pays to die <laughs> i guess so so um a couple more quick questions for you 45 years that's that's from the release date to now 45 years have passed what kind of impact has it had on that area because i mean you you're still in the area where you were actually part of movie history what what kind of lasting effect did the movie have on that area well this place was famous for back in the, the dyke bridge on chappaquiddick kennedy if you remember that mm-hmm. back in the 60s and people would come down just to see the dyke bridge and since then the dyke bridge is like nothing anymore you got people that come this jaws tours every day you see there's buses that says jaws tour and then the people that do it that you look at any of the t-shirt shops it's a summer place there's jaws shirts everywhere people come down from all over the world just to see where they filmed the movie jaws tonight at the restaurant there were oh this one guy his covering his face the mask that he was wearing it had jaws on it and he goes i, I just wanted to, finally i get to meet you it's like he was so psyched because he got to come down and he knew i was here and it's like so he got a t-shirt and a couple pictures signed and he's like i'll never the guy was like psyched and some of these people are just they get so thrilled and then on the wall we have some jaws pictures and he's i go here stand right over here because you see me eating Right where I sit, he goes, you have it all set up. It's like, yeah, so let's get a picture. And, no, they get so psyched, some of these people. It's, it's, you know, the island, people come from all over the world for it. And then they have tours. You can buy Josh shirts everywhere. Like here in the restaurant for years, we had the Alex Kentner burger. And it was a fish sandwich with tomato. It made it look bloody, the, you know, tomato sauce and all that. And people loved it. The Alex Kentner burger, just because it's fish, bloody fish. <laughs> You got a little cut on that also, right, the Alex Kittner burger? Oh, yes. That's what I thought now. That's a good businessman right there. 
All right, so um, we've covered quite a bit, considering according to you, before we ever started, you're just that kid that got eaten by a shark. So. Uh, but, but they did Jaws two down here. Uh huh. You know, they didn't film as much, but we were all psyched. We went down to sign up again, and they got to me, and the guy's going down the list, my brother, okay, right over here. They get to me, and they're like, you can't be in this. It's like, why not? They're going, you died in the first movie. I was like, that was a few years ago. I look older now. It's, they go, ah, if the media ever found out, you ruined the movie. It's like, all my friends in the second one, my head's down, walking away, depressed because I'm dead. They won't let me be in the movie anymore. Oh, well. I tell you, that's... You killed your career and you didn't even realize it. All right, so um, one last question for you before I let you get out of here. I know, you, like I said, you're a workaholic. You, matter of fact, you're taking off time from working right now to talk to me, and I appreciate it. How long... It's time for the New York Yankees to start and get a beer and relax. I know, I know, I know when the first pitch is. I'm trying to get you out of here. So how long did it take you for you to realize that you were part of the beginning of the summer blockbuster of one of the greatest movies in cinematic history. I and mean, when, when did you realize the impact that, you know, you were part of a, a huge impact in the movie industry. How long did it take before you realize that? You know, back when that came out, you know, it was a thrill. Cause like on Amity Island here, Martha's Vineyard, the, the movie theater burnt down before I got to the island. So if you, you go watch a movie, it was above the town hall. And everyone's like, to go watch the movie, film, you know, see the film down there. And back then, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have a hundred networks on satellite. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you saw the movie come out, you read about it in the paper a little, and it kind of went away for a little bit. And then as soon as the internet started going, and instead of having NBC, ABC, CBS, and that's it, you had um, all the, you know, a lot more TV channels, and then when the internet came out, it's you know you go on there on your phone and just say, "Dead Alex Kendner." Also, my name will come up, where I live, the address. It's over the last, I would say, 15, 20 years, it's exploded again because it's so easy to get access at it now. Some jobs people before would come down, and you know it's hard to find. They don't know who you are or where. You, now they get to find out exactly where you work. They know every part of the movie was filmed you know they just look at the phone okay this is where the shark was hanging here's that little ferry that goes back and forth you can find anything now easily so it kind of brought the the fans back to life those jaws clubs now are unreal how many some of the jaws groups that get together well trust me jaws never went away i i steal every chance i get to watch it i you know and it because like i said it's everywhere it's on every network. Uh, what's so funny is that we, I talked about this earlier. Without you guys and the, and the work y'all did on Jaws and actually brought that whole fear phenomenon to the world, we wouldn't have stuff like Shark Week. I mean, there's a whole week dedicated to our curiosity with sharks. Uh, you know, the Discovery Channel should be paying y'all a little bit, a little kickback. I'm saying. Well, it's funny because here on Cape Cod last year, somebody was attacked by a shark and you know right near Amity Island Martha's Venture Cape Cod's the island right off of it mm -hmm. and it was funny because the news are saying that's the first person that was attacked by a shark since the 60s and anyone you know it's like wait a minute Alice Kidner Jeff you were eating there you were eating back in the 70s what are they talking they don't know what they're talking about it's just, yep. it's just, 
scary when make believe and reality kind of run into each other, doesn't it? That's like the story you were telling me earlier about the the young kid that was on the boat was jumping from the bridge to the boat till he till he watched the movie, and then yeah, my nephew. Yeah, your nephew was scared to death because he, he saw he you get swim. eaten, but he didn't know you he didn't know you were you. But then you told him that I got eaten, so now he's scared to jump into the water. So I was just curious, uh, you know, how long it took because, like I said, you might have been just the kid that got eaten by the shark. But first of all, you got eaten by the most famous shark in the world. So that helps a lot. So. And now that I know that you were one of the ones that helped tear up Brucey so much, I'm I'm a little upset with you at this point. Oh, believe me, the person that made that, he did not look happy. But yeah, I'm it's pretty, a little They didn't have security cameras and everything, guards yeah. everywhere. It's like, open the window, have a flashlight. Oh, there's the shark. And see if the teeth were loose and just play around with Bruce. Yeah, just just break Bruce. You were 12 oh, years yeah. old. You had no idea how much that thing cost anyway, did you? No, hell. Hey, I, all you knew, you were making $140 a day because you got a speaking part. <laughs> Man, hundred extra bucks. Man. Like the first time it came on TV, I never knew about royalties. And yeah. Also, you got a check from Universal Studios. It's like, Screen X. It's like, what is this? 15000 It's like, it used to be good, but... Like, my brother lives in Europe. He's like, good news. He just died on TV over here. And it's, you get a check. You know, they're not much now. If it's shown in the U.S., it's like a hundred bucks when they show it. But it's funny. You get one once in a while. So my brother lives in Europe. You get a check. We'll say four times in Germany, two times in Denmark, one in Brazil. It's like on and on. And it's like, you get to the bottom. It's shown like 50 times. Uh, $1.38. And then after taxes, it's like 38 cents. It's like... <laughs> it's okay though man that's 45 years and like I said you're part of movie history so you'll just have to you, you'll just have to live on your fame for movie history at this point so alright man like I said I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule uh, I, you probably need to get back down there and, and do a little bit more work before the first pitch because uh, I'm assuming you're ready to go home and uh, watch the Yankees get beat tonight is that, is that how that works so yeah, so it's like here on Martha's Vineyard, uh, it's, I call them the, the Boston Dead Stocks. Right before Jaws, I just moved up here. So I am a Yankees fan. Right. And so I call them the Boston Red Sox, Dead Sox, that is. So, yeah. But anyway, it's here on Martha's Vineyard. So it sounds like your radio show is doing pretty good there. And so next time I'm down there, you got to buy me a beer at least. Okay. Sound fair? So... Anyway, I'm gonna. I guess we're checking out then, and I'm saying good luck with the whole show that we just did. And hey, I can't thank you enough for being on, brother. And uh, you have a great evening. Like I said, for all my listeners, guys, this is Mr. Jeff Voorhees. And as soon as you get the opportunity, check Jaws out again. The man needs a royalty check. Yeah, or if you want me to say happy birthday, I'll talk to you on. On, I'll, you just go to what is it? You got a cameo, and I sent out four birthdays and one anniversary gift today on the beach I was dying on. Hey, guys, you heard that. He's on cameo. Uh, I'm assuming look up Jeff Voorhees. The dead Alex Kittner. Our dead Alex Kittner. Have a great evening, sir. Well, you have good luck with your show, and it sounds like it all went well. You have a great one. Thank you again, brother. Have a great day. You too. Bye. And as always, guys, Wally out. Friday as I 
types of topics, from religion, politics, sports, social media, and also current events, and everyday observations from my very own life. Just a small town guy with some big time opinions. Love me or hate me, but you will want to listen in weekly on the podcast, World of Wally.